Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sketchfest. I unfortunately work here. Um, I am Chelsea. I am the talent, but we do digress. Um, today, we have got quite a bit to talk about. But before we get into our story for today and our guest episode, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the staffing here. I must be a terrible boss because we keep losing everybody like flies. Dan's next, I think. But anyway. <laughs> Um, so I wanted to let you guys know that unfortunately from this point forward, Jake will not be with us anymore. Uh, there is a possibility that he would come back for like an episode here and there in the future, but, um, due to some personal reasons, he has decided that he wanted to step away for a while and I don't want him to spread himself thin. So, um, we gave him the luxury of just, you know, taking off, no hard feelings. Uh, the show must go on basically. So, we are trying some new talent out today, and let me use talent wisely, because he is the bane of my existence, um, but today, we have got good old Josh with us. What's up, Josh? Oh, you know, just hanging out, dealing with your stupid ass. Like, oh, hey, we're here. God! See, we're already off to a really good start, because I told Josh, if he's going to hang out with us, he has to be able to be bullied and bully me back. And you know what? They've been throwing out some haters today. Okay? It was against my will, you know? You are here against your will, even though you drove yourself. But I yeah, do digress. Debatable. You know? <laughs> um, so, Joshua, um, we... How did we meet? It was Christian Mingle, right? Yes. Uh, yes, Christian Mingle. It was... Um, we were doing a date at choir study. Mm, yes. Some good stuff, you know? Yes. Some, some gospel singing, you know, mm. wholesomeness. You all right? Sorry to cut you off really quick, but you just looked at me and you look like a fucking. You look like who's that guy? Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh yes, you the new, look the like new glasses. Jeffrey Dahmer yes. right now. That was that was the vibe, you know. I just watched it's it. One new glasses, you know. It's giving. So he's I just want to take some pictures. Yeah, he's wearing those Chester the molester glasses right now, and he is looking awfully. Um, Thank you. I take it as a compliment. You should. You know, bug I guess. Ass, but hey, whatever. You know? I mean, if that's the way you want to deter the bitches, then so be it, because it's working. Hey. See, you already know. <laughs> I already know. But yeah, we unfortunately uh, met on the internet. Um, unfortunately. And here I am yeah. still dealing with you. Hmm. I know. Wild. Isn't that weird, though? Crazy. Talks to me. All right. So this motherfucker is me, but in male form. Um, and I am him in I, female form. I don't know if I like the way that sounds. Like, I don't like how far back that chair is sitting. Um, you must trust it a lot. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, so... Yeah, Josh is like me, but in male form, and I'm like him in female form, um, but we hate each other because there can only be one. And yet, here he is. But I jokingly was, uh, you know, in his messages telling him that he should be a part of this with me, and unfortunately, he fucking agreed. Yeah, I don't know what my problem is. Just... Yeah, he's delusional is all he is, you know. The CTE, but, you know. Yeah, it's the CTE. But keep that in the back of your mind if you can. I can't get with, rid of I mean, it. <laughs> if you can, keep that in the back of your mind because it might fit in for today's episode. So uh, moving forward, let's go ahead and actually talk about what we're going to be talking about today, right? So uh, for today's episode, we do have a guest. So we want to welcome Rachel. Hi. Hey, oh. girly friend. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. Honestly, um, your story is wild from start to end. Um, and I don't think, you know... I don't I don't think it's it's fair that you have to deal with it, but I am really glad that you're willing to um, kind of educate people on what you're dealing with on a daily basis, because a lot of people suffer in silence. And I think when you have a voice, you should use it. And I think it's quite commendable that you are using your voice. Thank you. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Yeah, um, it's you said it nicely. It's batshit insane. I didn't even mm -hmm. know this. What happened to me was possible. And, um, you know, it kind of goes along with my personality, what I do for work, that I just want to educate people and hopefully prevent somebody from going through the same thing I went through um, because it sucked. Mm -hmm. It still sucks. So It does. So um, we'll stop uh, kind of beating around the bush. Let's get into it. So today we're going to be talking about Rachel's injury. Um, at first, when she first started talking about it, cause we're friends on the internet. So I started seeing a little bit about it. Um, but you know, me being me severe ADHD, I kind of fly past a lot of things. Don't really let too much sink in. 
until I noticed that you posted that you had done a podcast episode with a different podcast called Disabled Girls Who Lift. Um, and then from there, that is when I kind of took like the rabbit hole dive. And I was like, that's actually insane. And it took me a while to kind of put two and two together to be like, damn, we should do a guest spot with her. Um, because Sketchfest is still kind of its, like in its infancy. So we're still kind of trying to figure out like what works for us. And like, obviously, we can't figure out fucking staffing to save our life. But, you know, we do digress. Um, you have to kind of move past these things. But when I finally was like, damn, we should do a guest episode. I was listening to the episode that you did prior with the other podcast and it was just like it hit different. It's it's quite the story. It really is. It is something. It's something. And um, actually, I originally was like posting some stuff uh, about like li- my lifting because I I can no longer um, lift. I'll get into that more. Um, but I originally was doing that like on TikTok. And I started posting about my injury, which it's called a vertebral artery dissection um, on TikTok. And that was getting so exhausting um, with people commenting and chiming in and asking me questions. And I was like, oh, this is a lot of transparency that I wasn't prepared for. And so I had originally, when I had my injury, I reached out to disabled girls who lived. I was like, have you ever heard of this? And then they invited me on because... They hadn't really heard about it either, and they knew that I was um, a competitive powerlifter, and it was, like, right up their alley. And that was when I was still healing from my injury. I'm now completely healed from my injury. so Which is amazing. Super happy. Thank you. Super happy yeah. about that. Um, but I have some si- side effects, I guess, or long-lasting effects from my injury that are unfortunate. Um, and I think in a lot of ways my injury was preventable so I like to talk about it and like I kind of said earlier I really enjoy doing podcasts I'm so happy to like be in really good safe company and that way um, people can just learn a lot listen to it and they don't need to hear me drone on and on and on and be a little nervous (laughs) about it they could just listen to the podcast yeah like we were talking about earlier you were kind of saying that honestly like doing podcast episodes is a little bit easier because when people start asking you more about it um, instead of having to like trace back and like cover all your bases you can kind of like you know kind of push them towards like oh here's the podcast go listen about it here or there or whatever so it kind of keeps all of the topics in one place so that you don't have to like kind of rack your brain for it Um, and I don't know, man, like, it's just, it's such an interesting topic. And I, like they kind of say, not that, you know, I believe in anything really, but, you know, they always say that God gives his greatest battles to like his greatest warriors or whatever. Right. Yeah. Whatever you believe in, love it. Love to hear it. But Rachel, you have quite the, uh, battle. Yeah. And sometimes. And you killed it. So first of all. (laughs) Yes, I survived, which was crazy. And I think sometimes bad things just unfortunately happen for no apparent reason to Mm -hmm. different people. But here I am to talk about it. And yeah, it was a vertebral artery dissection. Um, So it's essentially a whiplash injury. Um, You commonly will see it um, from the extreme head motion after being in a car accident. However, there are correlations between Um, going to a chiropractor because your neck really isn't supposed to um, move that way. And I had seen a chiropractor about three months uh, before my injury, and I do attribute that. I also cracked my neck a lot. And there is some correlation between um, extreme sports as well. Like I know there was one guy I saw like who I think he was like on TikTok talking about him. People were like, look at this. And I was like, don't send me this, but okay. Um, (laughs) Where he got it from like pickleball like golfing, pickleball, um, and there is a correlation between very heavy lifting because um, it's all about the Valsalva maneuver, and it puts a lot of pressure on your arteries, and a prolonged Valsalva puts a lot of pressure on, and I was somebody who did competitive powerlifting, so I was lifting like over double my body weight on a regular basis um, multiple times a week, and so, you know, and I was supposed to fail and you're supposed to do that in that sport and um I had failed a lift an upper body lift a few days before um and then I had been 
mildly whiplashed in the course of that time from the chiropractor until my injury diagnosis as well. So I kind of had the perfect storm. Um, Mine happened on my right side. It can happen to both of your arteries. It can happen to one. And then you can also um, have something called a pseudoaneurysm, which is what I had. I had a small pseudoaneurysm. Um, But unfortunately, the biggest thing that I was lucky I didn't have was a stroke. Um, It's a very common cause of stroke in young people around our age. Yeah. Insane. Wow. So um, I know it's kind of hard to talk about. Like it is one of the more kind of traumatic moments in your life. And I get that. Um, But do you mind kind of taking us from the start to the end of how it all happened? Like what led up to it? How did the diagnosis go? And kind of how are we doing now that we're after it? Like we're over that hump? Yeah, of course. So Um, what led up to it? What led up to it was probably the chiropractic manipulation, cracking my neck, heavy lifting, and um, a student of mine did pull my hair quite hard. Um, I also was sick in the time, so I don't know, and I was doing uh, like purposely, like trying to pop my ears, like a Valsalva, um, other like different, I think back on it, I'm like, what was I doing in that time that was really straining? Um, and I think there was just a bunch of stuff going on. Um, really was just the perfect storm. It really was the perfect storm. And of course, I want to say that in no way or shape or form would I ever blame my student for my injury. He didn't know. He was trying to communicate with me. How is he doing that? By pulling my hair. That's just how it went. And I knew that students at my job could pull my hair and I was prepared for that risk. Was I prepared necessarily to have my artery tear? No. And there's no way to say that that exactly uh, and I think that is part of it too is the fact that there was such a perfect storm that it's like there's no real pinpointing to know which of those events was the sole purpose of the injury um but I think we talked about it a little bit earlier as well where it was like sometimes people find solace in knowing exactly what happened um so not knowing exactly which of those events kind of caused this bigger event um it, it sucks, but I do think that you're kind of dealing with it really well by openly talking about it. So dealing with it's a little hard, but um, how are we doing? How did we get to the diagnosis? Um, it started around, I remember failing a lift um, on October 26th. I think, I can't remember if that was like a Thursday or what had happened, but I woke up on a Friday and I remember turning to my ex and I said, um, really weird. I think I pulled a muscle in my neck in my sleep, like my head hurts. And I went to work and I was in a classroom and I remember turning to my coworker and I said, I'm so sorry. I, my n- neck really hurts. My head really hurts. I can't seem to keep my eyes open. I think I need to go home. And I felt really guilty for going home from work for what I thought was just a basic pulled muscle. Um, and so I went home and then over the course of the Halloween weekend in 2021, I was like, I, my head was killing me. I had a really bad migraine and I just thought it was so weird that my migraine was getting worse and not better. And again, I remember saying to different people, like, I really feel sick. I'd spiked a fever. I don't think that was my body's reaction of a severe trauma to my body like my body was just like freaking out. So I remember thinking like I should really go to the emergency room and I called off work on that Monday. I was like, I, I have a fever. I, you know, it was right around COVID was still really ramping up. And I was like, I should probably stay home. Like it's not COVID, but I'm not sure what's going on. And then my headache just like spiked super high, like hurt so bad. I called a physical therapist I was seeing at the time and I went they got me in and he did like dry needling to my upper back and then he actually did like some like myofascial like scraping to the back of my neck which um was really really bad for it probably like one of the worst things I could have done at that time besides for those of the uh for those of the listeners that don't know what that is do you mind kind of touching on what that is he basically took a tool to the back of my neck right where the artery was that I didn't know was a part the problem and he like 
basically massaged or like dug the tool into the back of my neck to hopefully release the muscle. But the problem wasn't my muscle, which he didn't know. Um, fun fact, they didn't call me at the, ho- the physical therapist did call me at the hospital, I think, probably because they thought I was going to sue them. And I was like, no, like, I just like, it's fine. Um, You're so, so nice. <laughs> uh, it wasn't their fault. It's really not. It was really not their fault. And they had helped me before um so I was not out to get them um so I he was like the physical therapist was like do you feel any better and I said yes but as I was leaving I was like I really don't feel well I was like why do I feel worse so then I the next day was a Tuesday and I went that was November 2nd 2021 and I went to work and I got there don't know how I drove there um and my coworker came to me and was asking basic questions about an iPad because um, I'm a speech therapist and I specialize in assistive tech and stuff, basic questions I should have known. I could not answer her. I couldn't, it, it felt so difficult to answer her simple question. And so then I turned to my boss who I shared an office with and I was like looking up um, urgent care. So I was like, I think I really need to go to urgent care. She was like, please leave, like do what you need to do. This entire time, I'm having the worst migraine of my entire life, searing pain in my neck that is radiating to my shoulder down to my elbow. And I also, what was really important for that I didn't know was a VAD was I could hear this roaring in my ears, kind of like this whooshing sound in my ears. It's pulsatile, pulsatile tinnitus. And I remember walking and like I couldn't walk in a straight line. And then I somehow drove to the urgent care um they told me you probably just have anxiety and I was like "Mm, I'm not sure it's anxiety they gave me meds and then I went at so fun for background I drove from at this time Cuyahoga Falls to um Beachwood Beachwood to Macedonia Macedonia to uh Cuyahoga Falls again I picked up the meds. I spoke to a parent on the phone for 30 minutes, went back to my house, called um, my coworker, spoke to her for a while. Then I took one of my pets all the way to Norton to the vet. Then I came back. This is now 6 o'clock on November 2nd. And I took the meds, and I was, like, in agonizing pain. Um, and I called my friend who just so happened to be off, and she drove me to um, the hospital, the emergency room. And so we got there. They did a CT of my head. But what they failed to do at first was do a CT of my neck. So because I didn't have a stroke, nothing came up on the CT. And they said, like, okay, like, you're good. They took my vitals one time. Um, At one point, um, I could not walk because I was in so much pain. And so they gave me – I had my friend get me a wheelchair – I had was in the wheelchair with my head cranked back, extended, which was terrible for having an artery dissection. I sat there for four and a half hours. My friend went back, informed um, my partner at the time what was going on, came back, got me a snack, um, yelled at them to take my vitals again. Um, and then finally they took me back. And the ER doc was like, what were you doing? And I said, well, I lift. And I was, you know, I had this headache and... She immediately was like, okay, um, you need, why didn't they do a CT of your neck? And so they did a CTA of my neck, which is, they put you in the CT scan, but they hook up an IV to you and they put in contrast so they can Mm -hmm. see the arteries. And um, at 4.30 in the morning, they woke me up and they said, "Um, you're never going to power lift again. We found something on your scan. Um, It's a vertebral artery dissection and you're getting admitted to the hospital. Wow. And that's the story. That's the very detailed story, which I don't typically tell, but that's the Which detail. I appreciate you sharing that with us because that just gave me goosebumps. And like, it's real hot in Dan's house, but that gave me goosebumps. Yeah. Okay. I kind of was staring at you the whole time, so I apologize. No, you're fine. <laughs> like, I'm really good with, um, you know, I don't know. I like when people look at me. Except for him. Shut your eyes. <laughs> Shut your eyes. Don't Fuck you. Me. I hate you. Um, so being woken up to... The doctor saying that at 4.30 in the morning was probably one of the most interesting moments of your life, I would say. I would I would probably say that that would scare me, okay? So with that being your situation, what 
kind of kept you together that night? Uh, the drugs. Period. <laughs> um, Period. I can't lie. The drugs, they gave me some pretty... So they originally gave me something for the nausea called Reglin. And the Reglin gave me such a horrible panic attack that night I was like I felt like I was sinking into there I was trying to rip out my IV like and I'm not that type of person I go to my appointments I I'm like you guys do what you need to do um and I just was like panicking and my friend ran down the hall to grab a doctor because I'm sure she was so freaked out love you Jordan um and then um and I was in so much pain that I could not process the gravity of the situation. Um, and they also um, give you a lot of morphine for the amount of pain. I'm sure it helped a lot. <laughs> so, um, and I had called my mom at that point and I was like, they're admitting me. Um, and so she came and stayed with me the whole time. So she kind of helped keep me together. But yeah, it was, I, I could, I was not ready or able to process at that time what was happening this all happened over a year ago you said it was in the late 2021 right yes and you're still dealing with the side effects kind of can you tell us a little bit about the side effects that you're experiencing um so I had migraines before my dissection um but I got them with barometric pressure changes I took a tryptin called sumatriptin it's a class of drugs that help nip uh migraines right in the butt and they just get rid of them um but since then, I don't take sumatriptan, and I now have chronic headaches. I have I've had some sort of head pain every day since October 26, 2021, um, and then I also have neck pain as well. Um, and those are the big side effects that I'm really dealing with. I got really lucky because I didn't have any issues with my vision. I didn't have any other obvious neurological deficits. I didn't have a stroke, so I never had to go through stroke recovery. Um, so my big thing is just pain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you did say that you were currently going through a flare-up, correct? Yep. I'm on day 48. Day of 48. A, of probably the worst flare-up I've had. I will say that um, I have something called occipital neuralgia and it causes cervicogenic headaches which are just headaches that originate from your neck um and i think a lot of my pain is coming from the sternocleidomastoid muscle which i should be able to say correctly but i'm just gonna call it the scm and i think a lot of it's caused by there because i looked up the trigger points and i like have all the pain pathways for it um and i will say i had this um neuralgia uh, after my dissection as I was healing, but by June, um, I was totally healed and had no pain. And then I will say COVID I think really did me in. Um, and I've been in and out of flares since, and it was under control. And then I don't know what happened over winter break, but, uh, I've been in a flare since then. So currently trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. I think it also doesn't help that we live in Northeast Ohio and, uh, it's hard out here. Nothing ever makes sense. I've been sick also for like six months now, so gang, gang. But it's nothing like yours. Um, But I will say um, it's interesting when you say that you're in a flare for – it was 48 days, right? Day 48. You're on day 48 Mm -hmm. right now. Um, It's interesting when you have an invisible injury or like an invisible illness because you look great. You look very well put together. You look like you're, you know, just another day, another dollar, right? But it's like people don't understand that underneath all of that is something a little bit more sinister. So it's like uh, we were talking in the car a little bit about how like we have invisible illnesses and injuries and all that. Um, And we kind of wanted to do this episode in a way that um, if you have an invisible injury or illness, we want you to know that you're not alone. So I also have an invisible illness. I have lupus and I have rheumatoid arthritis. And I have dumb bitch disorder. (laughs) Um, So that one's actually that was acute chronic like now it's onset forever i don't know if that one's invisible though you know well (laughs) anyways um so we have these chronic illnesses and injuries that people can't see besides a dumb bitch disorder um and with that it's like a lot of people may look at you and you just look normal or like you're just going about your day but some people are really like struggling to function Um, And with invisible illnesses and injuries, a lot of the time people don't 
deal with them well because they feel alone. So I think it's commendable that you are using your voice to kind of make sure that people don't feel alone. Um, so you said that you are a part of a group that has this injury, correct? Yes, I'm part of multiple groups now. So I'm part of there's if you or anybody listening to this has ever had a cervical artery dissection, um, there's a vertebral artery dissection support group. And I've been part of that group for a while. Um, and then I'm also part of occipital neuralgia support groups as well, because I I spend a lot of my time trying to figure out ways to manage my pain and um, get back to my life. Because right now in this flare, I can barely do anything. I'm barely functioning. It's, you know, I'm on FMLA at work in case I was just in the ER on Tuesday night. Um, so... I definitely lean on those support groups. They come with like a caveat, like the people who are in those support groups and active on those support groups are typically people who have questions or are not doing well because people who are doing really well and have moved on don't need the support groups anymore. Mm -hmm. So you kind of are going to see some extremes um, when you go on support groups. Yeah. yeah. So how um, common is this injury, would you say? Um, I was just talking to the ER doctor about this and he's like, it's not super common, but they do see it fairly frequently. Um, the statistics online for vertebral artery dissection specifically is like a one in a hundred thousand incidence rate. Um, that's how chiropractors get away with cracking necks the way they do is cause it's doesn't happen super often. Um, and so then they're like, there's no correlation. There is. See, that scares me. And I talk about this a lot. There's something about chiropractors that just doesn't sit well with me. And I think it's because, like, I think about how many times did you had to, like, hurt somebody's neck before you learned how to do it the right way? Air quotes. I just, you know, chiropractic scares me. <laughs> just, I'm going to throw it out there. It's really, you know, it does. It scares me for sure. Um, but I'll still crack my back and my knuckle, knuckles and stuff like that. It's really, you just stay away from mm -hmm. the neck your neck is not supposed to move that way it's too hard Ugh, i just yeah. got the shiver down my spine no i like think Yucky. about it i'm like what was i thinking um well i think yeah. when you're not like so well before you had this injury were you even aware of this injury at all like no i had heard things in passing of like oh if you crack your neck like you'll have a stroke or like something like that i was like that's you know that's crazy and i'm you know i'm fairly up to date on medical things and I, I just was like oh it won't happen to you know it won't happen to me mm -hmm. but everybody says it won't happen to me until it happens to them so so I, I feel like that might have changed your perspective a little bit huh yes because like if you're not aware of something at all before or like vaguely aware of something before it happens it's like you're like oh it, I'm untouchable type of deal and that's kind of how a lot of people are like in situations where it's like that's not gonna bother me or that's not gonna do that to me or whatever the case may be until it happens and then you're like damn so if you're listening out there please think twice about the chiropractor <laughs> yes don't crack your neck either just, just don't don't crack your neck don't crack your neck i don't understand how people can do that period i but did that's it just all me. the time i had so much tension on my neck and shoulders and i see people at the gym do it like before like um doing deadlifts or something and i physically like feel sick to my stomach when i see it because it like I was like I did that and look what happened to me but um it is pretty uncommon I always just tell people if you are having the worst headache of your entire life go to the emergency room just go because they've got plans that are a little bit yeah better right like yes. what can they give you for that some saline shit I, oh, I want some saline <laughs> I'm so severely dehydrated <laughs> I digress <laughs> as I drink my entire fucking cup of cold brew Whatever. I've gone through two liters today. Um, and then I wonder why I have to have a fucking heart monitor for a week. That's that dumb bitch disorder <laughs> taking over. Oh my gosh. I know. And uh, I told, I tell people all the time, we're like, oh, like, it's nothing compared to yours. I'm like, what we say in the car earlier, like, somebody who's drowned in a puddle of water is still just as dead as somebody who's drowned in the ocean. And I think that's an amazing way to kind of describe that because, yes, like you said, they're both, you both drowned. 
but it doesn't make one worse than the other, you know? So, and I think that's kind of something that um, a lot of people try to like capitalize off of like their pain and be like, oh, well, this was harder for me or this was worse for me, blah, blah, blah. Um, And I was kind of sharing a little bit about like my trauma with like my family where um, when I was diagnosed with my lupus and my rheumatoid arthritis, I became severely anemic and can't keep weight on, just bruised, cannot keep any sort of like energy in my body. Um, so a lot of my family was like, oh, you're lazy because you don't do anything or you're, you just don't want to do anything. You have no motivation, whatever the case may be. But then as soon as one of the family members gets diagnosed with something similar, then it's the end of the fucking world. Then it's, oh, I can't do that either. Oh, I can't. I hate when people try to, um, compare pain because pain is not linear. It is so vast. Um, you know, what you may feel, Rachel, on a day might be worse than the next guys. But whoever may be feeling it the next day, you know, they might be in crippling pain. And we were talking a little bit about, I believe it's the uh, the headaches. The, the headaches. They're yes. most commonly called suicide headaches, right? Yes. So I... So a lot of people know what cluster headaches are because they've heard of cluster headaches because those are what are called suicide headaches. Um, And there's been a few, I think, a few documentaries about how um, these people with cluster headaches actually get a lot of relief from mushrooms. And like that's like something that so it's been in like the media in that way. But they're known as suicide headaches. And I was reading online. Granted, it was just one person who mentioned it, but I found it a good way to describe the amount of pain that I'm having because she said that cluster headaches, trigeminal neuralgia, and occipital neuralgia are commonly so uncomfortable and so painful that they're all kind of in this group of suicide headaches, meaning that it's so painful that people rather kill themselves than, unfortunately, than cope with the pain. And I will say I've, you know, day 48 of this, it's, it's hard to find reasons to like, because every day I wake up and I don't know how I'm going to survive the day. I, I, I get to work and I'm like, okay, what fresh hell is going to happen to my head today? Like, am I going to be able to do my job? Um, am I going to be able to take care of my dog? Um, like, how bad is the pain going to... Like, I have just all these questions in my head of, like, what is going to happen? It's, like, a fresh hell every day. Um, so I'm trying to find things that keep me calm, that make me feel good, um, take the wins where I can, and pester my doctors to help me. I think that's really important. For people that have chronic illnesses... Um, or like invisible injuries, illnesses, all of that, I think it's really important that you stand your ground and you advocate for yourself. Because a lot of people that I know that have injuries or illnesses like this where they literally just cannot function as well as, you know, I know they can. They have the capability of it, but they won't advocate for themselves. So I think it's beautiful that you're advocating for yourself. Um, Because if you're listening, I don't care. Them doctors are getting paid. Bother them. You're not going to bother them too much. And if you do and they don't want to work with you anymore, there's a million more doctors where that came from. And who knows? The next guy might be even better. So definitely think it's awesome that you're maintaining and standing your ground. Thank you. As you you should. Thank you. you're doing great. From what I see, I know it's hard. I really do know it's hard. But from what I'm seeing, you're killing it. Thank you. It's it's weird. I now, like, we were talking, you were saying, um... You know, you feel really alone and when you have chronic illness or injury and stuff and like you don't know what's happening with the next person. I look at everybody out there and I'm like, how are people, how are you not having a headache right now? You're telling me your head doesn't hurt right now? I think about that all the time, literally, like because with my lupus and my rheumatoid arthritis, it attacks my joints a lot. So I wake up every morning and feel like I got hit by a bus and then I go to work or something and there's people just like doing their damn thing. And I'm like, how do your ankles not fucking hurt? How? How? I would kill for that right now. But I get it. 
I, I totally get it with the headache thing, man. It's the same. Yeah, it's the same thing. I'm like, it's hard to believe that people live normal lives and like just are not in pain 24 seven. Yeah, I, I, so I don't get it. I it's so normal it. for us. I don't get it. I know. I, Do you have a headache all the time? Nope. Are you sure? Yeah, there's not a whole lot going on between these years. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, Josh has CTE or he's at least working on it. Yeah. Because um, he Actively. boxes. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. It's fun stuff, you know. You know, and it's it's strange that like your injury is related to your neck because the only injury I got from boxing was when I got a concussion and got knocked out. And it was shortly after I went to a chiropractor. And it was not necessarily from getting hit hard. It was just a nice, well-placed shot. I've been hit way harder, but that caused some issues. And like you said, you're talking about the chiropractor getting your neck cracked. I'd just gotten adjusted. And then that was my last yeah. fight, you know, so I think it's interesting that we have Josh here for this as well, because I was asking Rachel earlier, because obviously I don't live with this injury on a daily basis. So I'm not as, you know, versed in what it is or how it affects your normal day to day life. Um, so I asked her if it was like a, a sports related injury. And she told me it was more of like a whiplash related injury. Um, but with Josh doing boxing, it's kind of like I feel like. You guys are in a position to where it's like, it's a little bit more on the, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but like, it's a little bit more likely like, and that's scary. And that's also crazy that you mentioned that you went to the fucking chiropractor beforehand as well. Yep. Never been my whole life. And the one time. Yep. Then you get knocked out and you get a concussion. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I remember one doctor telling me like, you had a really scary freak accident. Freak accidents happen. And there was that, I wish I was remember, could remember his name. So if anybody knows his name, the football player um, who got hit. The one recently? Yeah. Who DeMar got, Hamlin? DeMar Hamlin. He, mm-hmm. got, he got hit in such a way that was at the right time, like a one in a billion chance of getting hit, you know, in that spot to then cause his heart to stop. Um so freak accidents happen and it was interesting when that happened like everybody was like so like is he gonna survive and of course I was thinking the same thing I was like please like I hope he's okay but my first thought was um is he ever gonna be able to play football again yes because Mm -hmm. with my injury I can't ever do powerlifting again and right now with this flare I can't I can't even lift like five pounds so I remember when that was happening I really was like oh my god like the emotional turmoil that he's gonna have to go through if he can't play football which I'm sure is his whole life Mm -hmm. and so I'm sure that was scary for Josh of like you know getting hit in such a way um that knocks you out if like you know to stop doing something that you love doing so much is like probably more difficult than the pain itself i agree because it's like once you do something like that like how um damar hamlin like you know he does football for a living that's his career that's like his passion same with josh i mean he does boxing 24 7 like there's never a time when you're not boxing except for when you're talking shit in my dms that's every day it is it's the only so. way i can fall asleep she, at night you know yeah i'm sure i'm sure that's kind of how it is for these two fuckers i sleep well knowing that i bullied someone <laughs> <laughs> yes but like it's weird because it's like to the point where like if somebody is doing that as a career and that is like pretty much their entire life like that is their purpose when you are no longer able to do that anymore it's like did you lose your purpose so that's kind of been the scary thing with like damar hamlin but I don't want you to ever think that you've lost your purpose because even though you may be down in the dumps right now, right? Because it's like, you know, you're not able to lift like that anymore. You've got a lot of hurdles that you're going to go through for the rest of your life. Everybody's got hurdles. We're going to get through them though. But I think you're going to find your new purpose in doing something different, whether it be speaking out to people that feel alone, like maybe on this podcast or, you know, being some sort of educator in something like this like educating people to know that they're not alone they are you know even though it was a freak accident freak accidents happen also i don't like the term freak accidents because like with me rarity 
like oh my god my right this is so off topic kind of off kiltered but like that's how my brain works i have severe adhd shut up um (laughs) (laughs) um i hate when doctors say anything is like rare or like you won't have it so the past week i've been wearing a heart monitor because i've been having heart issues um and i told my doctor i believe it's pots and i'm trying to advocate for myself because i have other autoimmune diseases pots kind of goes hand in hand with it and this doctor literally looked me in my eye and said well that's rare and i literally looked at her and i'm like bitch i'm allergic to water rare is my middle name okay so i hate when people say stuff like that because well yes it was a freak accident or something is rare it doesn't mean it's not going to happen so by you saying that it doesn't give me comfort it doesn't no. give me solace no i doesn't give me <laughs> in fact solace like, either. yeah in fact i'm like you probably just jinxed me so thank you so much for that <laughs> i know like that's insane yeah it, it wouldn't give me comfort it didn't give me comfort or solace either when she said that. it's like that doesn't change the past it doesn't change what i'm currently going through and um i just i always i think you'll appreciate this i always joke i said you know i don't want any i don't want good events happening i don't want bad events happening i don't want rare events happening i want no mm-hmm. events I want nothing no events <laughs> no events not a single one just just like let's just get get through just want to get through like a li- like unscathed literally <laughs> that is such a good way to describe that because wow i would love to just go a day and not have to worry about being chronically ill and you know like i said all of our experiences are different so it's like my chronically ill might not be as bad as yours but they all hit different and you know sometimes we have good days sometimes we have better days sometimes we have god awful days um my ankles feel broken right now but we you know we're getting through it that's yeah. something i live with on a daily basis it's not new to me i know you probably are sitting here thinking like oh my freaking god i never want to have a headache like that sounds awful and i'm sitting here thinking your heart rate shot up to 150 and you were just putting away laundry i was <laughs> no i don't want that either that yeah, sounds so terrible i totally get it terrible. i mean i i get it like everybody's experience is so particular to them and it's so like tailored to you but i think the only way that you can get through it is if like i'm a f- big fan of just capitalizing off of shit right Me being severely ADHD and just like losing my mind, I'm capitalizing off of it. And you know what? Facebook pays me for it. So I get to be unhinged online and I get paid for it. But I'm a severe kind of like supporter. You know, it's like if there's something wrong with you, let's make a way to capitalize on it. So whether that be, whether that be um, I am talking about it on on the internet and I'm getting a platform for it or whatever the case may be. I love it. We love to clout chase around here. Well, it's interesting that you both have, you know, your health-related stuff that you'll deal with. And you guys both are teachers. Isn't that strange? Yeah, that is Not a teacher. Well. SLPs will get mad about that. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just messing with you. Yeah. Um, Teaching realm-ish. Teaching realm. I always make that joke because. um, Educating. Yeah. Educating. Educating is a good one. The reason I make that joke is because if you go on to, like, any speech therapist form, (laughs) the there'll be a lot of speech therapists who are like, I am not a teacher. I'm like, I don't care if you call me speech teacher. It doesn't bug right. me at all. Um, I, I, I'm I, the one with the master's degree, and I know that I'm a speech-language pathologist. Which is if, rad, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> so, okay, master's degree. <laughs> but okay. if you were like, if you come on and call me speech teacher, it doesn't bug me. So I kid. I joke about it. But, um, yeah, it is. that is a good point because we both – are in the teaching realm hmm. and i've always been what's the correlation here i don't, I don't know <laughs> what's the correlation uh, check yeah. the birth charts oh the, the, birth, charts. the birth charts damn it damn it <laughs> it's the aries in us <gasps> we've got aries in us. okay so um one thing you know what i'm gonna spill the beans now because i think it's funny um right before we started this podcast we were checking everybody's natal charts and um since i met josh on christian mingle i one time asked him what his big three was and he didn't know what that meant so i ran it and i kept the (laughs) i kept the real the real ones for myself and i made him a powerpoint of his big three and it was false so oh because you know i did that i was like if he meets another bitch he's gonna try to spew off and be like oh i know my big three and then she's gonna call him dumb 
and here we are. So I have your real big three, but I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> Thank you. I, you know, you always warned me that, you know, in case I run into somebody with a septum piercing, you know. Oh, and then I got a septum ring. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> okay, I got my septum ring, though, as a Halloween. Uh, Whatever helps you sleep. Halloween costume. I, well, nothing helps me sleep. So does that make you feel better? So you're just always a clown? Yeah. I only run on clownery. Clownery and clownery alone. Yes. These shoes are too big to fill, babe. These clown shoes. <laughs> I was just about to say clown shoes. These goddamn. Give me that you got, as you my got it. Well, yeah, they have to be big. You got to fit your ankle braces in it. Oh, my God. I should be in jail. <laughs> well, are we talking about ankle braces as in mine are broken or I'm going to jail with Anton? <laughs> God damn it. So, anyways, um, we'll discuss that later, though. We'll see if I, if I want to keep you around. We'll see. You're doing a test round right now. Hey, my dad never did, so hey, yeah. <laughs> yellow. <laughs> so we're really trauma bonding today, guys. We're really trauma bonding today. All right, well, both of my parents are convicted felons, so should we start there? I love that for you. <laughs> that is the reason that I am the way I am. That my big three. So jot that down. That's the reason why you. Yeah. Why? Do you think there was another reason? I don't know. You grew up in Strongsville. Kind of. I went back and forth, actually. Yeah. So half Cleveland. I know your friend group you grew up with. It all makes sense. No. Oh, you know my friends? You grew up with. Not like, your You know my friends? Friend. The few. Name may- one maybe, album. Maybe they maybe Poser. they used to be your friends, you know? Well, I mean, my upstairs neighbor recently got mad at me and he started stalking me on the internet and said that nobody in Strongsville or Cleveland likes me. Um, so I guess you know? Sounds like you're a fan. I thought, I, I thought this I, was the cool his, neighbor. Yeah, the fan sitting right across from me. I thought this was the uh, the cool neighbor that was, you know. You look, okay. Okay. Shit hit the fan, huh? Shit hit the fan. This and is like I the hope... story of your life. Yeah, you want to hear it? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, my upstairs neighbor just sucks. Like this dude is fucking weird. Like he, this is so off topic from like this whole conversation. We need a little off topic. I unloaded. Yeah, we need like a palate cleanser real quick. When you moved in, you're like, oh, he's so nice. He's kind of cute and this and that. Now it's changed drastically. Yeah, and now like that man, I hope he shits his pants every day for the rest of his life. But I, you know. I'm seeing a trend here with you and men. Yeah. Yeah. As I sit across from you. you Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so my upstairs neighbor sucks. And like over the summer... His brother died and I like consoled him because he was a mess, obviously. Um, And I was very nice to him. And then after that, I think he just like started resenting me for the fact that like I saw him vulnerable. And then he like got a cat and he was all excited about this cat. And then like a week later, this cat is sitting on my front lawn fucking screaming and crying in the rain. So I go outside to get it. Me thinking maybe he went outside to go grab something. Cat ran after him and now it's outside. I'm like, hey, I got your cat. Come get it. And he's like, no, throw it back outside. And I was like, ew, ew, that gives me the ick. Okay. So I took the cat and then he was like messaging me like, oh, don't worry. Like I'll find a place for it. And I was like, no, fuck you. I found a place for it. Fuck you. Okay. Anyway, so I took this cat to a new home and I was mad at him, but I got over it. Right. And then this motherfucker, this motherfucker, um, that cat that he had that he didn't even tell her landlord about gave the house fleas. But since he threw the cat outside and my cats were the only ones that now had fleas because he didn't have a cat, he blamed it on me. And then you know what? A week ago, he got another cat. <laughs> I figured you were the one that brought audacity. fleas. I mean, I am a trash cat. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're, you're right. But anyways, fuck that guy. And now we're beefing. And he told my babysitter, uh, my babysitter something weird. And I called him out for it. And now we're like beefing. He, was, he, the other day, 7 in the morning, he puts on his fucking Timberland boots and is doing what I only imagine is fucking tap dancing upstairs <laughs> with his Timberland boots on. Okay? Doing that. Um, and then slamming every door that we have in this entire house. Um, and I just, I hate him is all. So that is my Ted talk about my neighbor and I hope he shits his pants. I thought that maybe I would just get like a two for one. Like I would move into this house and then I would just automatically have a husband as well upstairs. That's Um, delusional. But now that's the, that's the Pisces in me. That's Pisces in me. The Pisces. That's Pisces in me. That's what I blame everything on. Oh yeah, we know. Um, my father is in my life, first of all. Second of all, why are you editing memes of me while you're working on the clock? He is working. 
it's it's all it's a group effort like that it just why am i on the bottom of a shoe really did you say something nice to me (laughs) (laughs) he he said he always stepped in we'll post these on the instagram for you guys um (laughs) god damn it anyway so yeah i was under the impression that maybe i would just find the love of my life in the middle of cleveland but that's me being delusional per usual um i do think i'm gonna get that on my knuckles delusional Oh, so you moved on from platonic. I yeah. Mean, you've got the lower set. You know, I don't care about platonic anymore. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, because I hate men. So Same. Jot that down. I only like women, and women don't like me, so. Can you blame them? No, actually, I can't. And I think that's the worst part. I think that's the worst part. But, you know, I digress. All right. So, Rachel, can you tell us a little bit about the healing process yes. of your injury? Yeah. So... Like I said, the good news is that I did not have a stroke and that I am fully healed. I've had four good scans since, um, four good scans that have shown there's no issues with my arteries. So right now my issue is just, thank you. A win is is a win. Yeah, it's, I will take it for sure. Um, so now my issue is purely like a long COVID or, um, nerve issue or headache condition which is a whole other ball game. But the healing process um, for a lot of people with vertebral artery dissections is you have to go on blood thinners. Progressed, um, they took me off the plavix because that sucked. Bruises like baseballs. Um, and then um, it was just time, just aspirin and being extremely careful, um, resting as much as possible. I couldn't lift more than 10 pounds for about three months. Um, and yeah, it was just time. Some people um, who have pseudoaneurysms, they need to have stents put in their neck. Um, they did not do that with me. They thought, okay, let's see if time heals, and it did. I am grateful for not having surgery. Um, and some people never heal, mm. which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what the healing process is like. Jeez. A lot of time. So you've been on a lot of medications to kind of help remedy this, right? Yes. Have you found your medication, like, holy grail? Uh, not yet. I thought I found it um, on a low dose of gabapentin and a low dose of Flexeril, um, which is a mu- muscle relaxer. And gabapentin is more like an anti-seizure medicine. Um, and that was working for a really long time to keep my flares at a minimum. And for whatever reason, I don't know what I did, it stopped working. So now I'm on an increased dose of gabapentin um, we changed up my muscle relaxer so i'm still figuring out what i need next well i feel like that's one of those things that like comes with time where it's like no matter what kind of illness or injury you have it's like it's gonna take a minute to find what really works for you Mm -hmm. but it's coming so that's the bright side i know like you said Mm -hmm. advocacy is everything yes like even when you go to your appointments saying, okay, we got the diagnosis, like, now what's the plan, like, what medications, and it's going to be a lot of trial and error, and unfortunately for a lot of pain conditions, (laughs) a lot of pain conditions, it's, you won't even know if something's working for about four to six weeks. Right, so it does take a little bit of time to kind of um, figure out the next course of action, Um, but if you are listening to this by chance, I need you guys to, if you take anything away from this episode, I need you guys to be able to take away that you are important, you matter, and that you need to stand your ground. Because even though you're seeing a doctor for something that could potentially be life-altering, they are people just like you are, and they still may be learning. So what one doctor may not know, the next doctor might. So do not ever feel guilty for getting rid of a doctor or seeing another doctor. Do not feel guilty for speaking your mind. Do not feel guilty. So advocate for yourself because it could potentially be your life. Yeah, I think a lot of this, you know, maybe I'm extreme. But for me, you know, I told my doctors, I've told my family, this isn't just like, oh, we're just going to see what happens. I'm like, like, I'm pestering my doctor because for me, this is this. I only have one life and this is life or death for me. Like, I have to find something that works because I want my like. Right now, in when I'm in a flare, it's on my paperwork. I cannot do my job. I can't. I can barely do anything. I couldn't even drive here because it's so painful. 
Chelsea had to come get me. Thank you. You're so welcome. <laughs> I love you. to drive. Just, uh, <laughs> you know, just, just keep me away from the potholes is all. I'm a pothole uh, magnet. Curbs. I don't hit curbs, Joshua. Oh, they hit you? <laughs> no, I've never hit a curb in my life. Yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not what me. your rims look like. I, mean. I bought the car like that. Yeah. Yeah, you want to talk shit? <laughs> anyway. Um... um. Uh, but yeah, you just only, you only live one life and it's when I'm in a flare, there is no quality of life. So it's like, okay, I'm surviving each day, but I'm not really living. I want to live my life. Right. And that's a huge difference is the difference between surviving and living. Like, you know, surviving, I made it through another day without, you know, wanting to just end it. Unfortunately, like. There are some days where it's so bad where you're just like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. When you get through another day, it's like I survived, but I'm not truly living because I feel like shit still. So I get it. And I will say it is cool. It seems like your job is very supporting. Yes, which is unheard of, which we love that for them. They are. So where I work, um, I'm very, you know, I was talking with my family about it and I was like, mom. I work, my bosses are millennials. So if I There tell, it is. There it is. My bosses are millennials. Um, the crew I work with is a special kind of crew. We work with a lot of students who have um, a lot of communication needs, sensory needs, um, and behavioral needs. They're all, all my students are autistic. And so the group there is just a really special group of people. They've been extremely supportive from the beginning. When I, I text my, texted my former boss, she, um, my bosses have changed, but I texted my former boss at the time and I was like, hey, got admitted. I don't know when I'm going to be back. Be back. And she said, okay, um, we'll figure it out. That's they made awesome. it really easy. And FMLA also, if you're out there listening. Yeah, and your job I'm curious about it, this. If your job offers FMLA and you need FMLA and you have a chronic condition, take it. Because granted, you won't get paid um, while you're out, but it basically secures your job. Like, I cannot get fired. The day I went to the ER, they can't fire me for leaving. If I have an appointment and regular scheduled appointments, I can't get fired. I only get, you only get like 12 weeks worth, at least at my job, um, but you cannot get fired because of your medical condition and because you need to take time to address that. Advocacy is everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. Know your rights. Yes. Because it'll go a long way. Also, love that you are working with millennials. It's the millennials for me. We're very understanding, but we just we get are. shit on by all the Zoomers and the Gen Zs. Them motherfuckers are mean. Gen Z, mean. But you know what? I don't want to fuck with them. <laughs> I got my arms up. A truce. White flags. Toothpicks. But, but the boomers, yeah, fuck off. Just fuck off. I, you could tell when like a business is run by like a certain group of people. But us millennials, we're, we're coming up into the workforce, baby. We're about to own some stuff. You know? We sure are. Yeah. Oh, my God. Could you imagine when we're, oh, my God, when we're in office? <laughs> I digress. I should be president. <laughs> <laughs> I would I'll be your it. VP. Oh, my God. See? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you got something to say over there about my no, presidency? No, no comment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, plead the fifth. Whatever. I'll hire you as my jester. <laughs> we'll bring back the old school clownery. Anyway, <laughs> so with that being said, um, is there anything else that you wanted to tell us about your uh, injury before we start wrapping up today's episode? I just want to say thank you for letting me share. I know, like, it's probably... It can be a little bit different because it's serious. It's hard to make. I try and make jokes about it and like here and there I make jokes, but I'm like really going into it. It's very, you know, it's kind of serious. And um, I appreciate all the time and in uh, letting me share and um, don't crack your neck. Be an advocate um, and you can't tell who's sick. <laughs> Perfect. Well, we want to thank you for being here with us today because I mean, rehashing trauma is not ever easy no matter how long ago it's been um so we're super appreciative that you were even willing to share your story um because who knows we may have a random listener that might be going through something that maybe today's episode kind of resonated with them so 
We super appreciate that. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you. So um, if you want, now would be a great time if you wanted to plug any of your social media stuff or we could just move past. Do I even know what my Instagram <laughs> handle is? Wait a sec. I have to look it up. You're good. <laughs> um, my Instagram handle is Rachel E-M-G-O. So R-A-C-H-E-L-E-M-G-O. It's private, but just request to follow me. Um, State and your reasons. I'm <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> my bio is just Little King Trash Mouth from Bob's Burgers. So, but it's me. Um, <laughs> so... I, I'm always open for people who need resources and want to message me um, for those reasons. So feel free to follow. Yeah. So I would say if you do follow, even though she's private, maybe state your reasons as to why you're there first. You know, come with a warrant for some reason. <laughs> like, hey, I'm here because I need help. Then you'll get, you know. It's funny you pick warrants, huh? Take you back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Josh, let's just not forget the reason that I met you in the first place. It's probably because you fit the description. Hey, mm. you know, hey, I've got a clean record. All right. Aww. Check it. Mm. Okay. You'll find it next to my birth chart, you know, <laughs> the one that you made. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the real one. Yeah. Because I, I gave you the wrong one. Um, but anyway, I digress. So, um, Josh, we'll see if you last for another few episodes. I don't know, man. You are the bane of my existence. So. Oh, I'm glad I can be here. I'll make sure I last. <laughs> oh he's not no two pump chump got it no, anyway yeah. um so josh i guess go ahead and plug your shit um yuck xblk garden x on instagram <laughs> send me some <laughs> stupid <laughs> memes i don't know um if you want to see me post memes. uh people getting ct on my story frequently then go for it mm. when's your turn uh that's a rough video mm. i mean if you want to hear my mom scream then yeah we'll go for it i've got <laughs> it on video <laughs> whoa wait all right, there's a lot going on. I feel like maybe we just skipped a chapter. I don't know where mom came in, but I digress. Anyway, so um, thanks for being here, Josh. We'll see. We'll see where the fuck you land. Just doing the Lord's work, you know. Yeah, doing the Lord's work. Yeah, just doing awareness. You know, making sure you feel loved this month. You know, you're, you're a special kind of soul. Because so. mm-hmm. next month is my month. Oh, is it? Yeah. That's unfortunate. Next month is March, my birthday. So how old are you gonna be? What like? 17. Yes. <gasps> you think I'm small? You think I'm young? No, I just think that you shouldn't be trusted around adults. <laughs> I am an adult. I pay my own bills and shit too. Just crazy. You're so, so jot that down. I am so mature. <laughs> Anyways, that just brought up trauma for me being groomed, but I digress. Anyway, so and, um, and that, that leads back to you know you listening to Drake when you get home. Yeah. I don't even like Drake. Oh, the freak. Oh. Anyway. So thank you guys for listening to today's episode of Sketchfest, um, where we got to hear firsthand Rachel's story. So we definitely want to say extend all of our appreciation for you coming by. Um, I got it. I got it, Josh. We'll extend the appreciation. Thanks. And if anybody wants to give me their arteries, let me know. Well, (laughs) we're in we're in the search for arteries. So if you got some, let us know. Uh, I promise it's not a weird black market thing. Anyway, um, so thank you for being here. If you guys have listened to this episode today, let us know how you uh, kind of feel about it. Let us know what you took away from this episode. We will be posting this all over our platforms. So Instagram, Facebook, um, and most recently, we are on Spotify. So Oh, shit. Yeah, we are on Spotify. It's just Sketchfest, or you can search up Sketchfest podcast. One way or another, you're going to find it. Um, but we will attach some, you know, some sort of like photos or, um, anything that pertains to this episode, we'll try to, uh, attach on the Instagram. I have not been really great about updating the Instagram, but I do digress. Um, but in our show notes, you can also find our discord. So if you want to be a part of our discord, you can always show up there. Um, you could be a part of our Facebook and our Instagram mostly. Those are like the most active ones, but, um, if you want to be a part of Sketchfest, however, then I've got something different for you, right? If you guys have any sketchy stories that you want us to read on air, you know what to do now? I mean, we're like nine or ten episodes in. You should by now, but I mean, whatever. If you want us to read your sketchy story, please, 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 please 
email us your very juicy sketchy story to sketchfestpodcast at gmail.com and we may potentially read it on here and either roast you or pick it apart or if you want to send us an am i the asshole that's also cool i love some of the am i the assholes once i learn how to use reddit it's over for you bitches anyway um do you guys what i can educate you oh yeah yeah can you yeah yeah, yeah I can't read. That is my downfall. So well, you learned how to talk, so that's a baby. Halfway show. there, halfway there. The so unfortunate one you learned first. If I could read, it would be over for you, bitches. But <laughs> until then, you know, we're just working with what we've got. All right. Is there anything else you guys want to say before we take off? Fuck you. Oh my god! I'm getting <laughs> bullied. It's all right. You know what? That was hot. Do it again.